TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Hear ye, hear ye. Once again, Ye Old Chair Shot brings to you, sponsored by Lord Magsington himself, another episode of Ye Old Head Trauma and uh, the midweek main, mid, the Chair Shot Radio. Friday Chair Shot Radio. Damn it. I, look, <laughs> this move has flustered me, sir. It, it has. It has. It's thrown you off kilter. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. Of course, I'm with my liege, the Lord Himself, with the uh, Kablamson. Kablam. Ye old Kablam at that. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, most happy Friday. Um, yes. I hope you had a fantastic. We made it for week. another week, you absolute legends. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, we're all barreling towards Christmas, so um, hope you have a great. Uh, Set up for the holidays, uh, whichever denomination of, of the holidays you, you uh, subscribe to. Yeah, enjoy yourself. Spend time with family. Have fun. Is this Affirmation Friday or something? <laughs> it may well be. <laughs> By the way, shout out. So Thanksgiving passed. Diwali finished. Shout out to Diwali because that, that shit's fun as hell. I don't know if you've ever seen the Diwali celebration. It's just fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah's finished. So shout out to Hanukkah. We're about to get Christmas. If you if you if you, festivus isn't a real thing, but if you like festivus, that's some I think that's sometime around there. Quans is coming up. We laughed about that, but it's a real thing. Um, and of course, today, Spider Man Far From Home, No Way Home, yes, come officially comes out. So the amount of my mutuals that have have ducked out of Twitter to avoid spoilers for that film. He's on yeah. I'm so, one. I'm barely on it. I'm only on Twitter right now for group chats with people like my good friend Max. I mean, they'll be devastated when they hear that Spider Man dies at the end. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> it's Marvel. It's Marvel. At the end of a big movie, you can expect so, someone to die. Is this the one with multiple Spider Mans as well? Well, we don't know there's multiple Spider Mans. Allegedly. But all of the multiple Spider Man universes, the big bads are coming because mm-hmm. they, uh, Spider Man, Peter Parker, and Doctor Strange broke the multiverse, and so yes, I uh, so as of this recording, so this comes out on Friday morning, but we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. I have tickets Thursday for the first showing at three twenty-five my time, so I will have seen this by the time this movie comes out. And predicting, oh my god, it was so fantastic. I mean. It's it's gonna be. It's Marvel. It's it's Spider Man. It's gonna knock it out of the park. I'll tell you this. This is this, first and foremost. Again, what you said is one hundred percent valid. But to give some credence to that, um, the embargo lifted last night because the premiere Monday night because the premiere actually the actual premiere came out Monday night. Mm-hmm. There, I think at the time of last night, there was twenty nine reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and it's at one hundred percent. There are they show pictures 
of Tom Holland walking out of the out of, of the theater crying in tears of how good it was. So, I mean, the headlines. I mean, from The Verge is saying there's two decades of fan payoff for this film. Um, yep, get only Marvel. All, all all strong and positive um, reactions. Yeah, this this is going to be a banger. It really, really is. So imagine if, to put perspective, imagine if in No Time to Die, Daniel Craig was joined by Pierce Brosnan and uh, Sean Connery and their villains. Like, that's, now I don't know, we're, we're assuming the Spider-Men are in this thing, the other two, Toby and Andrew. We don't know, but we're assuming. But that's where we're at right now. That shit is crazy. And then, on top of that, the only thing more shocking than this, or or a only bigger deal than this is Amanda Noon's tapped. Oof, yes. Um, Oof. I've got to say as well uh, in in the in the, the the DM chat we have, I laid that that uh, seed there that uh, that you couldn't rule out uh, Juliana Pena. Um, and did I think it would happen? No, but. Jesus Christ, that that was probably the biggest shock in MMA, in MMA history that that happened. It's up there. It's it's top mm. top two or three. Um, quick question for you. We're gonna. This is a quick one today, y'all. So hey, sorry, y'all get an hour and a half every week. Y'all can deal with fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, quick question for you. One, did she quit? And two, is there truth to the fact that if you get ahead of her, she folds easier? She's not good for fighting from underneath. I mean, th- there's obviously truth to that because it, it happened. It it it, it showed itself on, on, on in the fight. Um, she definitely did quit. She didn't want any of that chalk. Um, she didn't really want any of the the the, the chalk in in the first round. Um, I think the issue is not defending that towel in two years. I think there was a. a Certainly, some some bantamweight ring rust there. Plus, there was a lot of bad blood, uh, which kind of lit a fire under Juliana Pena's uh, under Juliana Pena's ass. She felt like she'd been ducked uh, so many times. I mean, there was the talk of her uh, Amanda taking the the Ronda fight uh, when Ronda was on the back of a loss, taking the 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 Holly Holm fight. And Juliana was saying, I was there. I was proud. I was promised this fight and I kept getting overlooked. So there was a lot of anger there. Um, so that kind of um, that kind of fired up uh, Juliana. But for me, the big issue was that Amanda Nunes normally has the one of the best head movements and one of the best kind of uh, uh, evasivenesses in, in MMA. Her face was permanently stuck at the exact point of Juliana Pena's reach. I mean, you watch that fight back, you can see that Juliana is, is overreaching to land the shots, which would would have normally put her in a vulnerable position because that that uh, sets her up for counter counterpunching. But Nunes was just in that position all the time, where every shot connected and didn't give her the option of the of the counterpunching. It was tactically, it was a a risky move by Juliana Pena, but uh, Amanda Nunes just wasn't up, up to the task. And yeah, um, it was a massive shock. Uh, I, I can't say I'm best pleased with um, Juliana Pena's uh, actions post that. I think some of the stuff she said has been um, horrible, uh, cruel almost. Uh, 
But the fact you is, about the, the mom stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, very uncalled for. Um, yeah. But it is what Shout it out is. To both of them. Shout out to both of them. The fact that mm -hmm. both of them were mothers and still champions doesn't matter if you had the baby or you didn't. Much respect to you having the baby and coming back. That does not take away what a man has done. No, absolutely not. And and in some ways, you could say that uh, the way Amanda has uh, has approached motherhood is is a harder way than than Juliana has because she she doesn't have that birth connection to that that child. She's um, she doesn't have that that blood bond. So. Um, for her to to love that child, it it it, it doesn't come instinctual like it, it would with a with a a natural born mum. So, uh, yeah, uh, props to to both of them. It was an amazing fight to watch. Uh, like you said, a shock. Uh, the other fight, not so much a shock for me. A lot, of, I know a lot of people on your side of the pond were uh, disappointed that uh, that Dustin didn't get the job done, but he only really had one pathway to win in that yeah. fight, and that was on the yeah. feet. Charles, Charles um, Oliveira had multiple pathways. This guy's elite level at every facet of, of MMA. So I always thought that Charles would probably get the, the win, and uh, he, he did. Uh, but another great fight. Disappointed for Dustin, and we'll be see where he goes after that. But He's done. Yeah. He's done. I, think, I thought he was done before. Even if he won, my uh, intuition was that he was done. Uh, he's making bank on his on his source. He made ten million off the off the uh, the Conor McGregor fights. Yeah, he, he leaves uh, at the top of the tree with with his his brain intact. Um, it would have been a perfect way to go out, but um, I think this way it's a hard fight for him to get back to the top again. There's so many contenders in the way now. You've got uh, Gaethje in the way. You've got uh, Makachev in the way. Uh, Dariush in the way. Um, that's a hard, hard path for him to get back to the top. So Makachev was a buzz, so I was just waiting for the right fight. Once he's champion, uh, and you can quote me on this, he will be champion for a long, long time. He's he's as as good as Habib. He's so damn good. I don't disagree, and that's a that and that's maybe that may be the most competitive um uh men's uh weight class right now, but I don't I don't mm -hmm. disagree. And no, no disrespect to Oliver. He's a fantastic fighter. He's a, like you said, a lead in every way. I think the problem with him is he's not overly interesting. And the other no. three people who were involved in that, Chandler, uh, Gaethje, and Poirier, are more interesting people and more mm -hmm. fun fighters. And I think that's what hurts him. But you know what? Kamar Usman may be the best powerful pounder in the world right now, and he doesn't wrestle Instagram style. He just mm -hmm. goes up there and wins. Sometimes GSP was not an interesting fighter. He was just dominant. So that's that's what you got to do to win. It doesn't. Yeah. I'm not here exactly. to make you cheer. I'm here to win this fight. And, and that's that's the problem that a lot of MMA fighters have that they want to put on a show. And I think that's something that's been kind of a that's been fostered by Dana White. He yeah. the the amount of people who've been cut because they are boring fighters. Rather than uh, they lose is 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 unreal. He wants uh, fights to be uh, entertaining, and that's just not always how it goes. Sometimes you have to just do what you need to do to win, and if that means wrestle wrestling someone for fifteen minutes, the fans hate it. The fans absolutely hate the wrestling for fifteen minutes. Personally, I don't. I think it's brilliant. I think the technical skill in the in the wrestling and the, and the the BJJ is 
it far outweighs the the boxing for me. So it, it's horses for courses. Look, you, yes, there is beauty in the science of jujitsu and proper wrestling and things of that nature, but there is nothing like a slugfest. I remember seeing, I remember every moment of that first Frankie Edgar, Gray Maynard fight. I remember every moment of that first John Jones, Alexander Gustafsson fight. Like I remember, you don't forget these moments. And so with all due respect to a great technical uh, experience you'll see on the ground, those are the ones that you don't forget, dog. And you oh, know, yeah. so uh, it's, it's the a melting it's a pot. It's the yeah, it's the melting pot of, of MMA. It's a reason there's why something like, for everyone. Yeah, it's the reason why people like Clay Guida still fights for the UFC. I was blown away when I saw it. He he had a fight. I think he was a co-main or something mm-hmm. on one of the fight night cards, and I wasn't paying yeah, attention. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a yeah I wasn't paying attention, and I saw and you're a winner by submission, Clay Guida, and I looked up like from like 2009? He fought um, Costa, I think. Uh, Costa went into that fight at 45 years old. Clay Guida is 41. So yeah, that the the combined age was 80, 86 years old in that fight. Goes to show you. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break so we can pay some bills. We're going to come back. And we got two fun, quick topics for y'all real fast. Uh, one topic is going to uh, make you love us, and one topic is going to cancel Max. So <laughs> while we're gone, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot. And while it's the holiday season, I'm sure if you look, there's going to be some type of promo code. But go pick out some shirts. Go pick out some fun stuff. We got t- It's not just T-shirts. We got sleeveless tees. We got tank tops. So I'm pretty sure if you look hard enough, you got a hoodie or two with all mm-hmm. your favorite chair shot sayings and sh- favorite chair shot shows. Support, help us give back to the community and give back to what we're doing and do more things like this. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com Thechairshot.com, always use your head BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So, Max, do you want to 
do you want to end up being hated or start being hated? No, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in hard. Let, let's okay. let, let's go in. So there's a couple of kind of like news topics that we want to touch upon. Um, but the the one that I wanted to bring to the table, and it's it's probably gonna get me a lot of grief with the internet wrestling community. Um but the 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 fascination with hook. Now, this is not me slating hook. I want to make this point abundantly clear. I think that guy's a star. I think that guy's a future star. He's um very young in the business, uh, but that match uh, he had with uh, Fuego del Sol and pr- props to Fuego, he made uh, so he made Hook look like a million dollars. This is not uh, a bashing of Hook as a wrestler. This is more um, a look at how the internet wrestling community can kind of overegg the pudding when it comes to to wrestling talent. Now, obviously, Hook has got this mad uh, wrestling following uh, even before, way before he even had a match. Uh, the whole send Hook memes, uh, the amount of people who were declaring their undying love for Hook, uh, things like that. Um, but for me, after the match, which, again, was a great match, um, the the kind of rhetoric was that this means Hook is is the, the, the second coming of wrestling um i mean you had um lots of uh the of the 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 wrestling news outlets saying that this was potentially the the best intro uh of a wrestler in the history of the business i mean prominent names prominent names who who uh we go to very regular for 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 our daily news in wrestling so i'm not gonna put names on blast because that would get me absolutely cancelled um, <laughs> But some of those huge names were were essentially um, saying that Hook was the best thing that's ever happened in 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 the history of wrestling. Um, come on, he's, he's he's going to be a great wrestler, no doubt about it. But when you put so much harp and so much praise into what is essentially um, a five ten minute squash match, you are going to be destined for a fall because. If he, if there is ever a point he doesn't live up to that, you're going to look like a bunch of idiots for for saying that he's he's a future world champion. And I get the love for him. He's a good looking lad. He's he's got a great look, great kind of character. Even though he barely says anything, um, he, he he's he will do good things in in the business. But the way the internet wrestling community have, have kind of held him up on this pedestal, it's. I don't get it. I just, I don't get the 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 fascination. Maybe in five, ten matches time. Maybe in a couple of years time, uh, I'll, I'll get it. Uh, but as of right now, with someone who's had one match, I, I, I just don't get it. So, let me start by saying I am one hundred percent a hooker. I yeah, am... again, I like the guy. I, yeah. I have no nothing get bad to say about Hook. The rest, I think he's going to be super, uh, super, super talented. I just don't get the 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 kind of over exuberant love for it. I mean, sure, I've seen sure. I've seen people write multiple um, multiple tweet threads on on how this was the the most amazing match in the history of well, debuts, and people like basically 
bending over backwards to say how uh, how outstanding he's going to be and booking him as a world champion after one match. Yeah, I mean, come on, slow your roll. Sometimes you put too much pressure on these wrestlers that they're never going to live up to this uh, this ideology that you've got. Well, you so you know the world we live in. We live in a high-take factory. And that's not mm-hmm. just by pundits or by content creators like us or by journalists. This is just we're in a high take world, right? Everything that happens this night is the greatest thing that ever happened, or everything that happened this night is the only time it's ever happened in history, even though it happened last week. That's just the way that's the rhetoric of society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, you you broke down some of the positives of Hook, but the one thing about Hook you didn't mention, which I think is his greatest asset, is there's not a wrestler walking this earth right now that I've seen, and I've seen most everybody who's at a major level or a mid to indie level, mid-indie level. I've seen just about everybody or some form or fashion. It's not a wrestler alive who carries themselves the way Hook does. He carries himself in a way that is such a fucking star, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and I don't I even agree. think he's trying to do it. I just think that's who the kid it's is. Natural. Yes. It, and that's what's so dope about it. Not too, not too different from how his daddy, Taz, carried himself back in ECW. What brought what what made you interested in Taz was this five foot four, five foot five dude carries himself like he's the baddest motherfucker in the in the room, and he will and he was yeah, yeah he was so Hook has that for him, but I think a lot of the rhetoric and I don't agree with the fact that this is the second coming. I don't believe this one match sure. But I think the, a lot of the positivity about this comes from the fact that this is one thing AEW hasn't done well, that that or hasn't shown a propensity to care about necessarily, that they're doing with Hook, and that is the slow burn of establishing a character before he wrestles. Mm-hmm. Most times in AEW, and it's not a criticism; it's just it's just it's just an observation. AEW normally. Let you learn a character by them wrestling, and then we'll do stuff backstage too. But you got to wrestle because that's the work rate company. That think <laughs> we are all the time about Craig, the dude Craig's musings, PW Muse, Craig and Craig W musings. All the time has such and such wrestled this many mat, this many minutes in this show. This AW's the the wrestling company, the work rate company, right? Hook's been on TV for almost a year. And didn't even do, he didn't even throw a punch for six months of it. Mm-hmm. Just around. Yeah, right. Yep. And so all, and you build this, you build this, and the intrigue that built of, there, there's an intrigue of, who is that guy? Who the fuck he thinks he is just to be stand? Why is he a part of Team Taz and he ain't even, he don't even take his hood off, you know? And more and more and more comes, and more and more and more comes, and you get more interested, and you get more interested. And finally, finally, when they let the dude, when they when they when they take the when they 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 take the shackles off with like in rodeo when when they finally open the door and let the let the bull out, the boy fantastic in the ring in his first match. Oh yeah, it definitely built that that suspense that yep. uh, kind of it tantalized the fan base. So yep. I do get that point of of fans uh, being excited to see him. I think uh, we've, and especially with the way uh, wrestling is nowadays, it's uh, like you said, it's uh, we're living in a culture where we want everything now. We 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 don't have uh, the time for the slow burn. Um, 
I think that it, it is. It feels to me like they they put in the cart before the horse. That they sure there's there's an air that this kid is running before he learns to walk, um, and and that would be my worry for him. I, like like I said, and I can't reiterate this enough. So don't cancel me. I think he's a super talented kid. Um, I just don't think this at this stage he is the 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 next AW world champion. And mm. and and to kind of prove that point, um, one of the things um like like I said, we're in this kind of microcosm uh in the in the internet wrestling community where it's easy to kind of um make things look bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when you when you take a step back and look at the, the the facts and the numbers and the kind of like uh mainstream crossover he, he his his performance if you just took it off uh the the internet wrestling community's uh view was a he knocked it out of the park in terms of the ring ring he did in terms of viewing numbers not so much i mean he he did get a little bump uh on uh last week's uh rampage figures but it was minuscule it was a, a 4000 uh bump so they drew uh just over 500,000 but it they was gotta still they got to change that date though they got to change that time frame it's it's but, it's just, it's not working yeah it was still the fourth lowest viewed episode of rampage in the history i mean i know that history is not long but still to be in the bottom four uh, and yet be praised as the the best debut in the history of the world. And there's a kind of like there's there's a certain uh, disconnect there for me. Yeah, but fa- a lot of fans, and specifically fans of that company, and I'm not talking fans of everything. I'm just talking about like diehard AEW fans. You can say for the same for WWE too. This isn't calling them out specifically, but fans of that company oftentimes don't care. They don't care if the metrics match. Mm-hmm. You know, because they massage it to fit their narrative. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and WWE fans do too. But oh, yeah, oftentimes, oh, but oftentimes the numbers are matching. Like, yeah, the numbers are down, but they're still the best numbers in the business. You know, you can't say that for AEW. And mm-hmm. you know, we've we've changed it from mass numbers to the, num- the big number, fast to big number, and then the big numbers change from the big number. From um, from from the overall demo to just males and this so like you know it's gotta you gotta make it seem make it change change it to make it seem like well you know what this looks good all in all doesn't matter rampage is not a watchable show by and large and even the fans are proving this fact by the numbers aren't great and I do think if it was at a different time frame or different on a different if it was on a Saturday at that time, at a Saturday in the middle of the day, or if it came on at six o'clock or something different, it may get better numbers. But mm-hmm. I can tell you this, the whole hook thing kind of came last minute. I know they let us know before Friday morning, but that was the one thing that made me say, well, I got to watch this. I didn't watch yeah, Rampage. And, I've watched Rampage since Punk's debut. Yeah, and, and, and that's not me trying to say that Hook was fully to blame for for the for no, the low rankings, no. absolutely. But if he was as big as they say he is, people would have cared enough to say, "I got to see this." There's a point there. Yeah, and and I think it just highlights that we do live in a bubble where we think wrestling is bigger than what it is, and it, it <laughs> it's not. It's 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 very 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 niche. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's it's crazy. You, you, you're spot on. I don't disagree with anything you just said, but it's funny to think that wrestling is niche, but one wrestling company got four separate billion dollar deals. Yeah, I mean, that's also because a company that, that, that doesn't lean on the fact that they're a wrestling company. <laughs> well, they're, so that means that they know something we don't. Exactly. exactly. Um, so let's get out of here on this. I So I was scouting. I was trying to stay off of Twitter this week because of Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I don't want any spoilers. I don't want to know anything. But I did see one thing, and, and and I know normally, normally we're not my shows, especially particularly The Edge. Um, normally our end of year show isn't a, tip, a, a typical end of year show. Our end of year show is our um, Wrestle Kingdom preview. That's normally the last show of the year, right? Because Wrestle Kingdom is on the fourth, bing, bang, boom. And this year, day one's coming, and then there's a big, uh, Tolly will kill me. What's the company? Noah. Noah show on the third, and then there's Wrestle Kingdom on the fourth and fifth, and then there's Noah versus Wrestle Kingdom on the sixth. There's so much happening in that week. It's such a busy week. Oh, but it's going to be so good. It's going to be so Mm -hmm. good. But I I always like doing predictions of some sort. So I thought, why don't I get my boy Magsy and we do some bold predictions of ourselves. So we're going to do three bold predictions for the year of 2022. And it, it could be as, as minute and small as you want. It could be as big as you want. But just three bold predictions. And I'll start off. Okay. okay? So let, we'll just go one for one. For one. So you do one, yeah. I'll do one until we finish. Okay. My first one is... Ring of Honor is dead as we know it and is not coming back ever. It's done. I'm ever, let me not say ever. Ring of Honor is done for 2022. It is not coming back as an entity of that company. Maybe somebody will buy the rights to the company and make it a part of their company. Surely John Gresham will get signed somewhere and keep the title. But Ring of Honor as a company is gone. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, and it's a sad way that they, they went out. Um especially knowing that their owners are billionaires uh, in terms of Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. Um, so for my first one, Adam Cole doesn't go anywhere near the world title scene in 2022. I was going to say it's not a big prediction, but the whole year, that's pretty big. The whole think- year is pretty big. The reason why I say that is because we we've said multiple times now that AW are top heavy in terms of big stars that um, that will in sooner rather than later want to be challenging for 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 those uh, top titles. Um, I think Adam Cole's having a lot of fun with uh, with the Elite. Um, for me, I think his his story is challenging Kenny for. Um, essentially control of of the young books. So I think we can milk that out uh, over a year. So I don't think he goes near the title picture. I agree. And if Kyle, if and when Kyle does sign and they can redo the Undisputed Era and do, the, I saw a meme earlier, uh, earlier this week of if it, was, if it was Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks in a custody of Adam Cole ladder match. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so that's your first one. My second one is, 
Drew McIntyre will win the Royal Rumble and will defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Oof. Hmm. I don't know if I don't know if Drew's that guy. I think the Rock's that guy. That's the money match. That won't be for the title. That that match will not be for the title. Okay. I think Roman. I think Roman has usurped a need to be champion. I think he is at that level of. I think he's reached, especially with this run. I think he's reached that level of Taker and Austin and Rock and Cena that. I don't need the title to be the top draw in the company. I don't. I, I, and but and I and Drew, all due respect to Drew, he deserves that moment in front of fans. I know he got it slightly by being the first person out at WrestleMania 37, but he was robbed of his moment at 36. I was at the Rumble. He won. I have not. I've, I've heard three pops like that in my lifetime. He was one of them. So I think you're talking about building a star, Drew's a star, but that cements him as the next star. I so and I could be wrong. You know, for all I know, uh Brock Lesnar went to damn rumble or some shit. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that, that may be the the way that they go with it, but um Look, man, I don't need to see these guys wrestle 75 times, dog. They don't need to <laughs> That'll be th- if they wrestle WrestleMania, that's three separate times. No, we don't need this, bro. Yeah, Austin and, and The Rock beg to differ. I mean, but yeah, but that's Austin <laughs> The Rock had chemistry. Oh, I mean, that's fair. I mean, right. So before you get cancelled, I'll go on to my second one. Um, somewhere in 2022, we see an exodus of AEW talent. God damn it, um, that was my next one. Okay, I got to think of another one now. Okay. I think, I think. Uh, I mean, it kind of goes against what I said with with, with the Adam Cole one, uh, but I do think that the AEW have such a bloated roster now, and there's so many free agents from, uh, still been released from WWE, uh, with Jeff Hardy on, on, on the, the periphery. Um, you've got uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gagano, all those Ring of Honor guys. Um, I think they're going to be picking up quite a lot of talent, and some of those original AW uh, talents are kind of getting left behind. Uh, we've seen little smatterings with Big Swall who didn't want to, to re-sign her contract. Joey Janela has said uh, he's not happy with how he's being used. Um, I think we see more wrestlers kind of realise that maybe the grass isn't as green on the AW side as 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 they thought. Um, and, and we see, I wouldn't say an excess in terms of WWE, where they're calling sure. 20, 30 at a time, but certainly uh, a significant number of wrestlers are and choosing to not renew with the company. I I don't when you say they they're seeing grasses and green on the other side, I I put it to this. Tony's pitch is that you can come and have fun. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm yeah, I'm I'm not talking about people who've left WWE no, to no, think yeah, that yeah. they're gonna yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I'm just saying Tony's pitch to people to sign for the AW essentially you can come have fun, do what you want. And I think people are realizing, well, no, this is really a business. Mm-hmm. I th- and I think that's what you're that, that's the way I'm I see the same thing you're saying that's just how I perceive it because yeah. uh, ultimately 
you you could basically book your own matches. You could basically, um, uh, you could basically cut your own promos. You can kind of do what you want. The backstage atmosphere seems to be fantastic and have a lot of fun, but you may not be used for three, four, five months. Mm-hmm. And he owns and your that, rights. And and that's what was one of the bonds of contention with Swall that she wasn't getting getting used. And yeah. I, I know she had issues with her health, but um, yeah. So I, I see that happening. So on to you for your for your last one. Well, my third was going to be the same thing. I was going to say at least five people leave, <laughs> but I'll pick a different AEW one. My favorite wrestler, Garrett Runnels, aka also the known three as three star superstar, three star superstar himself. My favorite mid Carter, Cody Rhodes, will not turn heel all of twenty twenty two. That is bold. I mean, and what I can see it. But yeah, right. Bold. He is that self-absorbed that he really. I don't think he'll. He don't get me wrong. He's a good and shrewd businessman. I will not take any of that away from him. But in terms of in the in the squared circle, he he can't control himself in his impulses, and I don't think he'll turn heel. I think he will stay. I think he may lean into some of the booze for fun. But in terms of his alignment, he will be a a aligned babyface all of 2022. I, I like it. I, I think we may get to a point where he has to, but I would love for him to ride that and just say, nope, even though you boo the living shit out of me, I'm I'm still I'm still here for you. I would love for them to get to a point where he has to because Tony has shown, and this has been the biggest positive and accolade i've given this to him from day one tony's shown he will switch course in a heartbeat if it's if it's better for the story or Mm -hmm. if the fans have enough backlash will cody do it i mean tony has the creative control i mean he's made that abundantly clear that no wrestler has uh has that creative control so if the fact if the i think he knows that right now it's a it's a cool story uh, the fans wanted him to turn, uh, but him not doing it. Whether we can see that ride out a full year, uh, who's to say? But I, I like it. I'll be keeping my eye on that one. Um, so for for my last one, I think sometime in 2022, we get a New Day versus New Day versus New Day match. So Kofi versus Big E versus... Um, King Woods, and I think King Woods wins. In a perfect world, Woods will win the Rumble, and then that will lead to that match. Uh, and and it could actually. So the, oh, the way can was, you imagine? Oh, that 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 at WrestleMania, Kofi versus Big E versus Woods. That's a headliner. The way I thought about it, though, in my head was E versus Woods with Kofi as the ref. But yeah, and no disrespect to Kofi, but I think Kofi understands these two need to be propped up because they're the they're the new new guard. I've had my time, but I'm not against triple threat either. But as but after the match, they all have to hug and raise yeah. their hands. Oh, it's not a breakup. It's not a breakup. This is more find out which one of us is the best. I'm with it, dog. 
I'm here for it. I'm with it, and it'll never happen. See, end on a bit of positivity after I absolutely slated Hook. Um, let's <laughs> let's end on that bit of positivity. <laughs> uh, uh, prediction number four: Hook will be in the Royal Rumble in 2020. <laughs> no, <laughs> Hook will be world champion, but but <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> oh shit! The name on the contract may say. Hangman, but it says Hook Hangman. <laughs> Alright, my brother. Um, where can they find you at? So you can find me down here. Don't know why I'm pointing. It's just habit now from doing live broadcasts. But you can find me on Twitter at PodfatherMags. Please don't block me or unfollow me because I like Hook. I really do. I promise. Uh, but yeah, come and follow me there where you'll find links to all the content that I'm involved in. And Terry Taylor memes aplenty. I mean, that's... oh, It, was, it wouldn't be a spoiler because Bad Lads come out yesterday. Yeah, don't cancel <laughs> me for Terry Taylor now. I know I've done a lot. I've said a lot of dumb shit in these last two episodes. <laughs> but just, I, I apologize profusely for putting oh. Terry Taylor front and center of WCW. Hilarious. Um, I also, as I imaginarily point to something you can't see, I'm at It's Ray Cash. That's R-E-Y's and Mysterious C-A-S-H-S dollars. We are a part of the Chairshot Radio Network where you can find that at thechairshot.com and at Chairshot Media and you always use your head and doth thy knee. Bend thy knee, doth thy cap. Bastard from Cheshire, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We need foie gras in this bitch. We out. He's a, he's a real lord. We, we really do need it. Yes, and yes, we are out. Uh, that's that's the way to end the show, right? <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc